Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is moot. My name is Jeremy, and with us is Joe. Hello. Today we are talking about, it's uh, depressing, we're talking about the events that occurred. Um, By the time this airs, it'll be last week, but we're recording this two days after uh, Trump's attempted coup. Will it be last week? Yeah, because this will air on Wednesday, so it'll be one week after uh yeah 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 okay okay so yeah that i think that's a good idea because the whole order of episodes we've been doing is like that's that's not good for doing like contemporary news <laughs> we could we could just release it tonight i mean why not <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah on wednesday though let's let's stick to wednesday let's get the thing. this evening on wednesday morning <laughs> yeah this is wednesday by the way this is when <laughs> his name's actually wednesday yeah we're talking to you live from Saturday night. <laughs> I don't know the bit. No, I mean, that's that's most of it. I mean, you need the monologue in front, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't invited me yet. Bastards. I know. I mean, you, you would have thought that, you know, at least one of us would have gotten an invite since we've mm. been on for all of two months. We've had a hundred people listen to us. That's true. We hit our 100 listener milestone, which, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and also, if you know that you are the 100 listener, uh, you should call Jeremy on his private cell phone and you will get a price. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we'll do. We'll put in my cell phone number in the description so everybody can call me. Mm-hmm. That's okay, because you know what? I'll ignore them, just like I do every other robocall. That's absolutely cool, though, because they can just come to your address and knock on the window. Oh, I'm excited about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your prize, guys. Go get it. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, no, this has been really a, a really depressing two days. I mean, it's been awful. Um, let, let me ask you, let, let, what do you know about it so far? What's your... I know extremely little. Uh, I uh, All I know was from a meme on the Civilization subreddit where they were like, uh, what happens when you forget to check barbarians, you know, <laughs> and they take over your capital? um and then i heard stephen colbert's monologue about it okay and it was upsetting shocking and even though shocking not really that surprising no it's not and that's that's the thing is is when he i liked i liked when he went and started comparing it to other protests he's he like shows a shot and he's like well this is you know this is from he goes what was the national guard's response then he goes oh was this it he's like no this is when you know yeah black people were protesting and they had to guard the lincoln memorial you know (laughs) it's depressing and um a big part of what makes this so scary is that uh because trump has always been a president who has used fascist tactics to he doesn't run a fascist government and whether or not we're a democratic republic anymore is up to a lot of debate you know it's probably closer much closer to an oligarchy but just because trump isn't in charge of a fascist government doesn't mean that he doesn't isn't a fascist himself or doesn't lean toward fascism or use fascist tactics to get to try to get his way yeah i mean that's the whole beauty of a democracy you have uh, people with all sorts of different uh, beliefs and things coming together and some of those beliefs are shit (laughs) yeah yeah and that and that's and that's what always gets me when people are like yeah you know um you know this is 
political debate, you're not listening to my side. It's like, but if your side is fascist nonsense, like just screed, why the fuck should I listen to you? <laughs> That's how I feel. I don't know. No, I, I'm going to slightly disagree with you there because it's like, even if they are just spouting fascist garbage, you should still listen to them just because if you don't, they're going to get all huffy and take over the capital. <laughs> oh, that, you know, and there's some merit to that. I mean, I've, I've said it a few times, I want to get someone who supports Trump on the podcast and talk to him and ask him, stop, you know, yeah. because, or even, <laughs> even a conservative. Get, even someone, a, get someone to visit on the podcast to tell them to stop supporting him. I don't think they're going <laughs> to No, I don't want to do that. I really I wonder don't. how we haven't gotten a proper Trump supporter on yet. It's <laughs> <tense> to me. <laughs> I contacted dozens of people to try. I, I contacted people who I didn't think supported Trump, but I thought were Republican, you know, like like voted Republican. And it was very difficult because, well, I'm, I've always been kind of an outspoken, <laughs> basically a socialist now, but- I think you scare people away. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And it, it is weird to have someone that you like went to high school with, like contact you out of the blue and be like, hey, you want to like be on this podcast and talk about politics? Like who the fuck wants to spend an hour doing that? <laughs> yeah. The thing is uh, with podcasts too, it's like, that's like, let's start a podcast. It's like the modern version of, let's start a band guys. And then <laughs> you want to be on my podcast is kind of like, hey, do you want to come listen to us play at my garage? <laughs> that meme really hurt where you like, you sent it over to me and it's, it's like, it said something like, hey, come listen to my podcast or something. I forget what it was exactly, but it was yeah. like, ah, oh, man, that is a trope now. That's, <laughs> I, maybe I'm that guy. So I try not to push it. Like, I haven't even posted it on Facebook yet. I'm going to at some point. But to be fair, though, I haven't posted jack shit on Facebook about anything. Whenever I do post on Facebook, it's like something really stupid and it's not connected to anything. Yeah, yeah same, basically. Facebook is not that really, it's not that interesting. I know people say, oh, I'm addicted to Facebook. I, I, I don't get how you are. Like, how are you addicted to something that's that dull? Because it, because it, it it's become like a, it, and, and I think this ties back into the events from two days ago. It, it's, it's the worst type of echo chamber because people mostly, think about what people mostly share. If it's not pictures of like kids or their dog or whatever, it's mostly, at least most of what I see is political articles, uh, angry opinions out of context like stuff like oh i had a terrible day and then it's like baiting people into saying well what happened today what went wrong you know and it that's addictive that you that fires off you know dopamine and serotonin in your brain and you're like oh my god i need to hear more you know and i need to read more i need to be angry um oh yeah but i i i i I, I get the impulse to feel that. I mean, I'm human, for fuck's sake. But I get that from Reddit, mostly. Well, that's the same. It, it's just that Reddit, yeah. I, I think, has a little more diversity. And, and Reddit's platform, um, the reason I've always kind of enjoyed Reddit a bit is because it, there's more, like, you're not anonymous, but... it. it the people you talk to aren't like the same 12 people that keep popping up in your feed all the time. So it feels like there's more variety. But you see the same like echo chamber thing and you still see like this, you know, same people posting in political space. Like hmm? It's more text on Reddit. I like that. Yeah. I like reading. Yeah. I mean, it's not real reading, it's not, <laughs> but it is reading, you know, 
I, I, I agree with you. Or, oh, it's not real reading. It's not. I, I was reading before it was cool. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's still, you're still you're still looking at the symbols and deciphering meaning from them. It's magic. Come on. That's fair. I mean, breathing is pretty magical. A lot of stuff happens. We're, we're getting way off track. But uh, back back to back to like, I, I think what happened at the Capitol comes. There's a lot of ways you can like distill it down and say, well, it's basically this. But I think that absolute blatant propaganda has played a significant role, it, and it's 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 concentrated. So like, Fox News also is centered around getting people angry. You know, I remember when John Stewart during the Bush years would play like "War on Christmas," "War on This," and he would have like he would have like a dozen clips in a row of all the wars that Fox had declared just in the past like two weeks. And the idea is it's like sensationalism and it's mostly opinion. It's not based on anything. It's like they, they take like one guy that acted like an asshole in, in, a, in, a, in a Walmart or something. And they say, well, all liberals are like this. And having that funneled into people's heads, like, you know, Democrats are evil. You know, even if you don't like the Republicans, you'll still vote against Democrats because they're just evil, regardless of what their platform is. Um, yeah. And then, so so you did you dissociate them from reality, and then then the Trump years. I mean, at least up until the Trump years, there was some kind of agreement that stuff happened, like that that people, events people happened. Still, people were still fine with like, okay, that's a fact. We agree on that, right? Then, like. And then the people on each side of the fence were just trying to twist the facts into their favor. But now people are just making shit up. Yeah, there's no, like the the stuff that Trump just lies constantly. And he, you know, people were saying he's going to declare that the election was fraudulent. He was doing it in 2016, he was saying it's fraudulent. And people were saying that he's going to do it again this year and he's going to test the results and he did and people still went along with him even though everybody knew he'd do it just because he's a giant tantrum throwing baby and because they're in this like alternate world where they're just listening to blatant lies now if you thought that the election was legitimately stolen that it was unfair and the only out is to rise up you know and, and invoke you know the the I see these people quoting founding fathers about how, you know, tyranny, like oppression against, you know, tyranny, overthrowing tyranny is okay, but they don't, they're not following truth. And looking from the outside, it seems totally insane, but from where they're coming from, it seems totally justified. I always thought it was crazy that the people who are mostly quoting the founding fathers seem to always be the people who are the law and order don't riot kind of people yeah like don't protest like i thought protesting was kind of like that, that i mean if if it wasn't for protesting you'd still be like a english fucking colony wouldn't you right right well and, and that's that's part of what they're saying is that like oh well you know they're, they're comparing themselves to patriots and minutemen and and Paul yeah, they're doing that now, and then they're doing the like the, the the fucking like the whole thing when they attacked the fucking nation's capital. That's that's not a protest. That's not even a riot. That's an insurrection. Yes, it's a coup. And the thing is, 
it was you incited lunatics attacking like the seat of government that's fucking insane right and and, and the the it, it's so it is it is insane like it, it's I, you know, I, I expected violence for this election. That's like ISIS or Al Qaeda or something. That's <laughs> Yeah, Al Qaeda. Yeah, it is. It's it's a it's it's ridiculous. It, it's 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 unfathomably stupid, and also completely like yeah, that this makes perfect sense. This is what it was all always going to boil down to. Right, because he's been he's been he's been training his base especially the, the the crazier ones for years you know and and the people that i know that have voted for trump the second time <laughs> have been distancing themselves from him or trying to or some of the saner ones have um but I, you know i saw a, an ex- a member of my extended family post you know sort of um post uh about how antifa was the dude in the viking costume yeah, that, that that personally shamed me a bit, though. I'm gonna be honest. Well, remember, remember when we talked about um, we were talking about uh, like alt writers, and you you asked me what do they want, and I said, you know, Norway. They want what you guys are and have. And you're not getting that by screaming and shouting, though. Well, the thing is, is they're they're misappropriating what norway is like what norse culture is they don't understand it they're just under they have a boiled down that this is a a pure white society that is happy that's that's what they really know and oh and and the other thing is the connection to the vikings it's it's a strong man symbol you know the viking is this this brutal dude from a you know that, that takes him that takes what he wants and he plunders and all this and so it's this mismatch of stereotypes that it, it start. I mean, that started with, you know, that, that was a big thing of, of Nazis, like the Nazi before Hitler started invading countries, there were all sorts of writers that were talking about that, that would write about, you know, <clears throat> yeah, this, this kind of stuff almost makes me, uh, makes me get on board with the whole, uh, uh cultural appropriation crowd (laughs) (laughs) it's like like, you know what in some cases i think i may agree with you at least emotionally (laughs) well you shouldn't be offended so so there were there were these there were these authors gustav neckel and bernhard kummer kummer like i don't know how to spell k-u-m-m-e-r uh (laughs) they they would blame socialism and jews and you know class revolutions and they would blame modern society um and they saw the germans as having descended from the vikings so because i I mean they they, because the the way they rationalized it was that the germans the the vikings sort of invaded the mainland europe and then they invaded britain and by the time they saw that that you know the the vikings that invaded the british isles um the ones that came from Germany, at least, they saw them as all one unified group, which is not true at all because the the Norse history is insanely multicultural, especially by the time you have the ones that settled in Germany and lived there for hundreds of years. They have all sorts of Vikings. And for the record, the Swedes aren't Vikings. <laughs> they aren't Vikings. They did, not, <laughs> they did not raid oceans or travel or anything. They had fucking nice flatlands for them to graze with their cows 
but the now, Danes were, they, 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 right? They the, Balkans. the Danes, they definitely were. They were the original Vikings. Because the Danes, they were the ones who discovered, well, discovered, I mean, people were living there, but they discovered Britain, right? Yeah. Then they, in the, like, around year 800, they started raiding. Uh, Norway found out about it. And then we, we have since become known as the land of the Vikings to the English, at least. Because we took over basically the whole thing. Because the Danes eventually just went back. They had their feuds with the Germans or whatever. I don't know what the Danes were up to. <laughs> eventually, they just kind of wore off. And the Norwegians just went, yeah. Like yeah. Norse. To be Norse literally means to be Norwegian. People right. use Norse as if it means uh, Swedish, Danish, and Norwegian. But it, it literally means Norwegian. Northmen, Norse. It's Norman is Norwegian. That's that that's Norwegian for Norwegian. It means Northman. Gotcha. Okay. But well, but yeah yeah yeah. Like I don't think we had much to do with Germany ever. No. Well, and and, and so, so Ireland, that's... Ireland is partly descended from like our settlers and like so on. Sure. The Isle of Man is Iceland for sure. Greenland has parts, I guess. That... There's a lot of most of northern Britain too, but. Like, that specificity no, no. didn't matter to the Third Reich, though. Like, they didn't care about any of that. Like, that's interesting, and people should care. But uh, uh, th- there's a guy named uh, Otto Hoffler who wrote the, I'm not going to pronounce this right, the Mannerbund. And he, in it, he talks about the all-male warrior associations in primitive societies. So he saw them as, like, that, that, that violence was this primeval thing that then you would then express through modern viking warrior stuff so though those his book and these ideologies that they obviously screwed the fuck up did you say all male by the way yes all male warrior association so in other words it was a way that's stupid that's way off because the fucking okay vikings (laughs) like a good portion of the fucking raiders and traders because Vikings weren't just raiders, they were traders and mostly settlers. Mm-hmm. Like the name England, Anglon, means in Norwegian means meadowland. And like the English language is a mix between old Normandy French and old Norse. Okay. Yeah, it literally means means the land of meadows. Because you know, you could grow shit there. You could couldn't do that in Norway. Right. That's why they went elsewhere and took it. <laughs> yeah, we were we were dying until the potato was introduced. You know, because you can't grow shit there. All we could do is eat goats, sheep, and fish. And, you know, there's only so many of those, which is why we have such a small population. I mean, now we're not struggling with food, but, you know, old habits die hard. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, well, that's, obviously, it sounds like I'm digressing, and I do that. But that's 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 relevant. When you have such a small population, you can't treat half your population like shit. You need half of the population to kind of, like, carry their own weight. So when uh, the old Norsemen went raiding uh, England or trading or just trying to settle somewhere where they could grow a carrot, you know, like a good portion of those people would be women, shield maidens, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, uh, the the, the Viking raids around England that like, I, I don't know if there was any average percentage, but a good portion of those people were women. Yeah. No, and they, you can't say they're like stupid Germans. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can, that's the, I mean, just that one, I mean, this is just a single line out of that book, but this book obviously 
got it all wrong, but they didn't care. They were, they were, they were obsessed with the symbolism of a Viking and they boiled it down. He boiled. So this Otto Hoffler boils it down, write, writes the manor bun and it became the explanation for the history of the German race. And that was, it, it was the, it, it fueled all the ideas be- between Hitler's ideologies and the creation of the SS uh, were based on this like wildly incorrect book that reframed German history as this like pure warrior race. And it was, it was also like, it was filled with stuff like that, like the all, all male part. that those were things to suggest that men were in charge you know and that's how it gets twisted by modern alt-right is is they're also obsessed with vikings and they're also obsessed with these you know norse imagery that that they have also misappropriated like they don't they don't fully they don't really understand it they're taking a multicultural fairly equal society and turning it into this singular idea that's incorrect and they're trying to use it as an explanation for why they're special and most of these people aren't nordic anyway so i don't know where they, where they get off on this but you know that's why that's why they're obsessed with that's why there's someone dressed like a viking there sitting in a chair because they're delusional yeah yeah <laughs> uh, that was really at first when i saw the picture i thought it was a woman actually hmm yeah, because I mean the the whole hat and everything—it looks like kind of fluffy '80s hair for women, you know. <laughs> That's funny. And the guy is quite slim. And yeah. the first picture I saw was uh, it was pretty grainy. Uh, it wasn't until I saw like a, a Stephen Colbert thing, and he actually explained that it was a guy in a Viking costume that I like looked closer. Gotcha. So yeah, I just wanted to say that to—I I don't think he's ever going to hear this, but you know, mm. you're not that macho, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a lady. I thought you were a real a real Viking. Just called him a lady. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the there's and and the the thing is is the these Nordic influences. Like so, there's they're, they're the Odinists, which is like a neo pagan group. Um, there was a there's this idea of Vinland, which is like a Viking North America. Yeah, uh, Vinland land of wine okay well the, the the guy who shot um who he he attacked two teenage girls in oregon in 2017 rick uh he murdered he killed he wound up killing rick best and uh talisian i can't pronounce this at all i i can't but he attacked these people and and murdered them and he, he what a man he was connected, yeah, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> what a Viking! <laughs> yeah, what a real man. Attacked two teenage girls. Yeah, this guy got involved, and he wound up getting murdered instead. And and you know, but he's he, a real man. That's a fucking real man. The guy who got involved and got himself killed. Yeah, he was trying to stand up for for someone picking on teenage girls because they were wearing a hijab. Yeah, what what what, what the fuck does that? Who the fuck does that? You remember the you remember the Christchurch massacre? Uh, no, I, I don't think I, I knew about this. In New Zealand, there was that guy that murdered like thirty to forty people. Like he went into he went into um, uh, these these churches, these Muslim churches, and just mowed down uh, uh, mosques. 
Ma, I'm sorry, Ma. Yeah, that, I, I couldn't remember the name. The, he, yeah, he, oh no, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Uh, well, I, I didn't really pay attention to it, but I remember hearing about the massacre at a mosque in New Zealand. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote before he went and did it, like the day, the morning he did it, he wrote, see you in Valhalla, and then peaced out and, and shot all those people. Um, and he was all wrapped up in that too. That's extremely annoying to me, especially like, like attacking someone for religious reasons is also if you're going to quote Valhalla it's like they, they they weren't about the religious stuff it's about dying in battle not dying yeah. in a defend themselves if you shoot a whole bunch of people that are praying that 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 aren't able to defend themselves and you just shoot your spray and praying into into piles of bodies and, and, yeah. and executing these people that's not a warrior dying in battle he wouldn't go to Valhalla anyway <laughs> no it's not a warrior's death that's a fucking pussy's fucking way out after being like pissy about a tiny dick for his whole life yeah and it's weird that it's really annoying to hear about people just like attacking people who can't defend themselves yeah well it's like attacking a child you're attacking someone who doesn't have a gun and you have a gun you might as well be beating up on like a kindergarten right right and and a lot of like black churches have been attacked in the last like ten years, and it has increased under Trump's watch, obviously, um, or just black people in general. Yeah. I'm not a religious guy, but I do find it uh, especially egregious when you attack people in a house of worship. Yes, because because it's kind of like attack. It's like attacking someone when they're in their bed. They think this is a safe place for them to like, you know, do their rituals, do their thing, right? Yeah, you're you're attacking someone at a place where they're supposed to feel safe. You're really fucking with like uh, people's sanctuary. Yeah. You don't yeah. I, I know running into a church and yelling sanctuary didn't always work, but there is a reason that that's even a, a, a thing. <laughs> it's because yeah. it's supposed to be a sanctuary. It's supposed to be a spot where you're protected. It's, 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 a, it's just ingrained in most people that you know that it's especially egregious to attack someone in like their safe space right it's kind, of, it's kind of like raising a white flag it's like saying i'm not going to fight you here i want to yeah yeah it's, it's like attacking someone who when so, they're unprepared yeah. it's attacking someone at a disadvantage there's no honor in that yeah you know it's a dishonorable thing to do i mean not that it would be honorable to attack someone at all i mean if oh, it really depends i would say that anyone like going to war against someone who's also going to war against yourself that's pretty honorable well, well that, that's that's the rules of engagement right there's a reason why you have a separate set of rules for being on a battlefield versus yeah it's not it's walking not a, into a walmart and just just firing off rounds yeah it, it feels it feels wrong to even talk about war in this sense because it isn't it's so unrelated like it's murder is not the same thing as killing mm. and i'm not and, pro-war per person i tend to think it's not that good a good an idea to kill each other but <laughs> i'm anti-murder too that's weird yeah. we have that in common <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just so it's so over the top scummy yeah oh yeah it's, it's making me it's making me uh just it's, it's making me pissy and anybody who thinks that, that Trump's ideology is not an ideology of hate is totally deluding themselves. I mean, from the beginning, like in, <laughs> in 2016, 
he his his speechwriters were getting fired from the White House because like um, they had that uh, one guy, uh, Darren Beatty or Beatty or whatever, who was a speechwriter and also a policy aide. You know, he's working with like Stephen Miller to cook up like the, the Muslim ban and stuff. And then he's writing Trump's speeches. I mean, this dude was going off to the the Meccan Club conference, which is like a, a, a white supremacist conference of, of like you know proud boy type people they um, have conferences yeah they don't I, seem like the kind of people who have like the wherewithal to put down to put together a con- conference well the thing that white supremacy and the alt-right like they're they're fractured into dozens and dozens of different groups like there's a whole bunch like the klu klux klan is still a thing like remember David Duke endorsed Trump, which should have been a red flag, especially when he refused to renounce his endorsement, which is another red flag. Um, yeah, I, I, I have been, I have been uh, regaling these uh, events <laughs> with, uh, with uh, certain family members who, uh, who didn't like Trump. Mm. Uh, it's, it's so weird that there's so many Trump supporters in Norway. <laughs> I feel like it's... Hey, there's not that many in Norway, but the thing is, like the, the Trump supporters we do have, more like because social justice warriors are annoying they are annoying they are irritating they're just and they're most of the time they're stupid and they are just kind of making things worse well well, we should we should specify that so so there are extreme types of social justice warriors but the problems that you guys have in norway are very different than what we have in america i mean we have we we, good reasons to protest you guys, I, I, when you guys have a protest, I'm not saying that's a bad idea because from what I've heard from you, the news is like, Jesus Christ, what's going on over there, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's not a bad idea that you guys have protests. I think you should probably have some more. Um, but uh, social justice warriors, when I'm saying that, I am referring to people who are mostly like offended on others' behalf. Like some white woman from Beverly Hills is offended about someone uh, saying something that's like saying a racist joke. That's like... You should, you should be though. Like you should call that out when... If somebody's if being... you don't like it, public. don't laugh. And if the joke is really distasteful, like then say that that was distasteful. But to start a crusade and act like you're some kind of activist because you're fighting against that it's like no you're not you know it's it's not more this it's nothing more annoying than hearing people who are well off talk about privilege like whenever i hear like but, that it, it annoys the hell out of me because it's like you are as privileged as hell it, it, it's I, I would rather hear from people who aren't privileged and like you say oh well they can't speak for themselves who the fuck are you to say that i no. i'm going to disagree with you for two reasons and i will say before I, I i lodge my my disagreements yeah um i will say that that delivery does count like you can't you, you, getting like really hyper and getting upset and and upsetting everybody around you does, isn't helpful because you can have a measured response but uh two things one People should have resistance. Like they should hear, I don't want to say like the resistance, but what I'm saying is if someone says something racist, they're making a racist joke and they're, you know, silence is not acceptable either. Like, people should say, dude, man, not cool. Like you can't 
you can't say that like that's what's wrong with you like that 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 should be something that people do in response to blatantly like saying you know a lazy mexican joke or calling someone the n-word or whatever um but i also think that people of privilege have more of a reason to step in because they're the ones with the strings on society like billionaires should be the ones also trying to eliminate poverty i think maybe you're misunderstanding me a bit because what i'm saying i'm not saying that people who like i'm not saying the people in charge should shut up about stuff that doesn't affect them personally okay i'm saying uh acting like you're like if you're some if you're a white woman from uh some upper middle class situation you know and you're talking about how you are underprivileged that's oh that they say themselves are underprivileged yeah yeah well i that, that, i can really i can annoying. see that that's um, just purely that's pure annoying and just uh it, I mean, I would agree it, it's, with it's you more there, but I think there are situations where you would have to kind of step back and look. Because like if if someone, you know, if you have a if you have a rich white woman who works at like a high powered law firm and she's denied partner and she knows for a fact that being denied partner was because she, she's a woman and everybody else is a man, she has a statement from somebody that proves that that was the reason she was denied partner. Yeah, like but if, I think that 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 is. That is a, a legit injustice, but yeah. people state that as if it happens all the time, and I don't think it does. No, like, I, and I'm not saying that it does. What I'm saying is, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a blatant that. statement like "rich white women can never complain." Or, no, you know. of course not. I mean, any blatant statement is a stupid statement. I mean, you're always going to have examples where you're wrong if you ever make like a all-encompassing thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's like. If you don't make partner because you know, like you're pregnant and you don't work as much anymore because of it, I, I honestly I can't blame them for not making a partner. Then, yeah, I mean, and, and that still becomes circumstantial. It still sucks. It still sucks, right? It's it would suck, but it's like if you can't work as long hours, you know, uh, if you can't if you can't do as much of the job as you're supposed to do. Then that's like, yeah, you know, that you can't really blame the employer for not elevating you. Then, yeah, and I, I really don't know the answer. To I, that. I think I think that's outside that of my career. Too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about my ass too. This podcast is called Moot for a reason. You know? <laughs> don't use me as a source for any kind of argument, because uh, if if you think I'm, <laughs> if if you think. If you think I'm your guy to go to for that kind of information, <laughs> talk to talk to actual feminists. We don't know the fuck you're talking. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off track. Let's so let's let's get back to um, the topic at hand because I think yeah, this riot this riot deserves more attention than we're giving it. Right. We, we, I mean, we're trying to lay like context for the riot. This this is this is uh, this is high treason. Yes, I would. These people, as far as I understand, from what I understand about your justice system. And the only reason I know is what I've learned about high treason is that you get executed from it. <laughs> yeah. These people should be executed. So 300 people were arrested at the George Floyd protest, but only 68 were arrested for storming the Capitol. So 
Black Lives Matter coming out and saying a black man was murdered by police had five, almost six times as many people arrested as, as people who stormed the Capitol with Molotov ca- cocktails. But, you I, know, saw that footage. I saw that footage with Stephen Colbert, you know, that cop uh, who was uh, running up the stairs and then he had guys following him. Yeah. That was fucking harrowing. Yeah. He's like, he's he's like, he his job is to protect those assholes from other people and themselves, and protect others from them. His job is not to be chased down. Like, uh, I I don't even know what's happening there. I don't understand. They're attacking a police officer. They're like, so, I'm, I'm I'm stunned by it. I'm stunned by it. I, I'm, it it just made my blood boil. He's standing there with his fucking uh, baton, just trying to say, "Don't come after me!" on the top of the stairs. Yeah, you know, he's not even—he's not even waving it. He's just pointing at the guy, and the guy is like backing away. But you can see the guy is like—he's all tense, like a snake ready to jump. You know? Yeah. He's like—he's not backing down. Like, okay, 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 let's calm down here. Okay, you're a cop. I get it. You know? He's like, okay, you have a stick and you have the high ground, but the second you slip or turn your head. I'm I'm taking you out, right? He's he's like a snake, right? <laughs> well, the it's just coiled, ready for fucking leaping. What? That's part Animals. of fascism. That's part of fascism. Fascism is us versus them always, and anything that that goes against your ideology is not tolerated whatsoever. So some of the police were were in on like there there some of the police were opening barricades and letting letting people through, and you know helping. Others were taking selfies with these guys. You know, they're standing there with, you know, draped in Confederate flags with guns strapped to their backs. And the police, you know, there's shots of the police like leaning over, smiling and taking selfies with them. And then cut to other police that are trying to do the job that's put before them. They, they can't. They don't, they don't even have the support of all of their own officers, let alone the government, because Trump refused to call in the National Guard. Pence had to do it. Pence had to call in the National Guard because Trump refused to. And yeah, I, I had a discussion recently about this stuff because there was like a whole thing like, uh, oh, they didn't call in the National Guard and uh, Chris Cuomo refused to call in the National Guard and uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And now they're supposed to do it. Hypocrite, hypocrite. <laughs> I was like, no, no, because the National Guard, you don't call in the National Guard for a riot. You don't call in the National Guard for... A protest you that that's the that's literally the, the job of the police the police is supposed to police civilians right so unruly you get people with riot gear you don't use the military against your own people but if you attack the nation's capital then you do there that's an insurrection those wow. are no longer citizens of the country those are now a foreign fucking force Right. They and the context, more context is, is, is appropriate because not only are they attacking the Capitol, they're attacking the Capitol while all the lawmakers, Congress was ratifying the results of the election, saying that, that Biden was president. And the actual fucking concept of the country itself while attacking the physical heart of the country. Yes. Yes. So they're, they're, they're attacking the very idea of America being America and having your vote matter. And they're uh, physically attacking it with weapons. And there is absolutely no parallel 
between a, a, a even a riot, even if somebody starts like breaking windows. And to be clear, the vast majority of the protests, the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer were peaceful. Like 94% of them were peaceful. There were, there were a couple windows broken in downtown Cleveland. That was part of that 6%. No one got hurt. I heard they fucked up a lot of stores and stuff too. But the whole thing is, I don't need a couple of cities in a few cities. Yes. Some, some people had their businesses busted and that sucks. I I don't even want, I don't even want to say that they were peaceful. I mean, I believe they were peaceful, but I want to say that it doesn't fucking matter because I don't want that detail to get bogged down. It doesn't matter if those riots were crazy that they were flinging Molotov cocktails for fun. It doesn't matter if they were burning down kindergartens. It does not fucking matter if those protests weren't peaceful. They were peaceful, but it doesn't fucking matter that they were. Right. What matters is those were civilians. That was civil unrest. That is a police matter. Yes. You know, that is not a military matter. This is an insurrection. Well, and SWAT teams are outfitted like the military anyway. So, you know, they give, they give, they repurchase yeah, old military. There's, there's the symbolic thing, you know, of like the military is only supposed to defend the country or attack another country as a, you know, because, you know, you got to attack other countries sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, every now and then you just you just have to create a war, you know, because you know had peace for a long time, you know, you get you get complacent. It's like well, oh, we build up this big industrial complex. What are we supposed to do with it? Nothing. Yeah, of course, we have to attack some people. You got to do something. You got to do we're, something. You we're can't American. Just we're allowed to attack people. What? Uh... You can't just have a bunch of uniforms and not do anything with them. <laughs> so, you know, but so much one money. Thing you don't. One thing you don't do with them is attack your own people. <laughs> yeah, and. You know? Like, no, no, I, I, it's just, it's stunning to me that people are making the comparison. The, the, so Trump did, Trump did a number of things. This is not a riot. It's a fucking insurrection. Oh, I'm repeating myself. Okay, I'll, I'll shut up for a moment. I'm just annoyed. Trump did a number of things. I mean, these are all legitimate things to be angry about, but I am going to keep it moving forward a little bit. Trump did a number of things that were, were fucked up. First, First, he's the one that fucking started it. So, so he tweets, you know, we, we got to rise up and all this stuff. But I don't know if he said rise up. I know he was tweeting that his supporters had to do something about it, that the, the election was illegitimate. He said it over and over and over again. And uh, Twitter banned him for a week or whatever. And then he gets up at that rally that they had that, that morning. He has this rally and he tells them, we need to march. We need everybody, you know, people that are here, you know what we're going to do? We're going to march down to the Capitol. And he, he whipped them all into a frenzy, told them that we need to take our country back and <laughs> led this mob downtown. And, you know, that is, and he said, I'm going to be there, right there with you. I don't even know if he was, but the fact is he got them super pissed off and then sent these Looney Tunes directly into the Capitol. So he starts that. Then he refuses to call the National Guard. Then, you know, he, he's, he's egging them on while it's going on. Th- then uh, Howley, the, the Idaho senator, is doing, you know, the white power symbol. He's walking across the street at the rioters as they're approaching the Capitol building. Um, meanwhile, Ted Cruz and, you know, I don't know, like 11, 12 senators and then 120, 130 some uh, Republican House members are uh, trying to delegitimize the vote and just give the, the election to Trump. They're like saying, well, this, this election's illegitimate. So they're trying to pass a resolution as, you know, th- as this is all going on. So you have not just Trump, although Trump is the chief problem, um, at least 
at this very moment um, or two days ago. But you also have over a hundred of the nation's top Republican leaders openly stating that the whole election is suspect and you need to toss it out. And so there's, they're all treasonous. They're, they're all guilty of, of sedition and treason the same way Trump is because they're all telling that the, their supporters, you like, we need to do something about this. They're trying to, like, they may know that it's not going to pass the vote. The vote to say, you know, Ted Cruz's move in, in Congress, it, he knew it was dead in the water. The whole point was it was for the symbolism. It was to tell, it was, it was a signal to the supporters that you need to still be angry about this, even though we've had dozens and dozens of lawsuits and none of those things, you know, we didn't find any. We never had any sort of evidence of voter fraud ever. In fact, some of the few um, moments of voter fraud that came out of the election were, were just a couple and they were Trump supporters. There were people like voting for their dead mom and stuff, like crazy stuff like that. Oh God, I'm just so annoyed. The rot is, it, 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 that's rot. That's, that's bad. Like, that's, and, and this isn't going away. Even if Trump leaves office, even if nothing happens between now and, and uh, the end of his term, that's, it's not going away. I, okay, I, the one thing that has to come out of this is that the Democrats need to finally grow a fucking spinal cord. Yeah. Because if the Democrats say, like, if they let this one go, if they don't fucking charge these people with treason, if they don't charge the fucking leaders, like the fucking Republican senator, you know, the guy with the fucking fist in the air, if they don't charge him with treason, if they don't charge Trump after the 20th with treason, this shit will happen again. Oh, because yes. The Republicans are definitely going to say, well, we didn't succeed this time. But let's try again. If there's no consequences, if there's no severe consequences for this, then yeah. this will happen again. And next time it might succeed. I, we'll loop around back to that later because I do want to touch on that too because that, that's another very important point is like how we move forward is really going to determine a lot here. Um, so I'm going to do a brief word from our sponsors. We'll give us a moment to decompress and then we can jump back into the super happy, very irritating topic. Today's ad is actually brought to you, brought to you and for us uh, by two companies, Shaw Industries and McDonald's together. They are introducing Carpet Muncher, a special line of healthy edible carpeting. Thread your meals with nutrition. Carpet Muncher is the best way to unroll a completely new balanced lifestyle. Sign up for a VIP Ruggedix rewards card and earn discount points for your favorite stores. I'm afraid that you'll be floored when you see savings at the lo local grocery and toy stores, restaurants, law offices, all in time for the holidays next year. A limited time offer, matching drapes. Did we say grapes? No, drapes. The drapes are edible too. Ask about our vegan, paleo, Atkins, keto, South Beach, low carb and lactose intolerant options. Try our matching carpet drape combo flavors like trampled tangerine, strawberry shad, hardwood brown penis, and their signature <laughs> flavor, the musty muncher. Edible carpeting, the rugged way to eat. <laughs> oh, I hope these guys get a lot of business. I think they will. I think they will. It's a, you know, it's a, good, it's a good product. 
buy buy our fake advertisers real stuff whatever uh, yeah yeah fake what do you mean it's not fake it's going to be a real business people obviously are giving money to read these it's yeah, yeah why wouldn't they <laughs> hmm. so yeah um because people are talking about invoking the 25th because there has to be consequences. This, this is, this is, you can't normalize this. So much has been normalized and there's, they, they always say, well, now Trump's drawn the line. You know, Trump stands up in front of the world and says he doesn't believe the intelligence community. He talked for, he talked with Putin for half an hour. He believes Putin, you know, those types of things. There, there was, there's always some new thing that he would do that was just fucking awful. And this can't, but this can't be normalized. And not even like to, to set a line so that future presidents can't openly cause insurrections and, and rebellions within the nation's capital. But he has, he still has levers at his disposal. In 2018, in October, Trump, for whatever reason, got into a frenzy and, and decided that he was going to, he really needed all of a sudden, like he dropped what he was doing uh, and, and told his aides that they needed to set up an emergency text alert system where every cell phone in the nation, he could text everybody an emergency. So in, in October, October 3rd, everybody in the middle of the afternoon got a text message. Every single American, every single cell phone on American soil got a text message because he has that power. So yeah, you can strip them of Twitter. You can take them off Facebook. You can take them off Instagram. It doesn't matter because he still has the power to do that. He still is the head of the executive branch. And if he tells, you know, the generals to jump, do they say how high or they tell him to fuck off? Like, I, I don't know the answer to that. Like, what will, will he stress test the chain of command and see if he can cause it to break down? So I can't imagine that from what little I understand, the generals don't seem to like him. I don't, I actually don't think that, that one's possible, but I do think that if he decided to send out an emergency text and he said, rise up, you, you know, that would happen. I mean, that, that, that would cause people to go. That would, that would cause the ape shit people. Speech like that, that uh, the little speech he had for his fucking uh, little baby Nazis, you know? Yeah. That, that worked. So there's no fucking way he's not going to do the fucking thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we got 12 days, 12 days. We got a, yeah, we got 12 days. <laughs> and it's, it's got to, there has to be consequences in, within the next 12 days. And the, th the thing is, is like, even if Republicans voted down, it needs, that vote needs to be forced. So you could call out the Republicans for the traitors that they are. You know, if, you know, McConnell's trying to distance himself from Trump in this, this, this event from two days ago, um, and, and I don't, I don't know. I don't think he backed Ted Cruz's thing, but the thing is, is if he's forced to vote Trump out, would he like, would he actually vote? And I don't know the answer to that, but we, we should know the answer to that. We, we should absolutely know whether he's willing to punish people for starting a coup, a, a, an attempted coup that thankfully failed, but really got super way farther than anybody thought. Like it, random dude putting his feet up on Pelosi's desk, you know, people running into all the, the all the chambers and, and they were looting the the fucking heart of government. Yeah, with Confederate flags. You know? <laughs> like, 
which is not a surprise. What what happened the last time the fucking people with the Confederate flag took up arms? The traitors. I don't they understand were traitors people, then. I don't understand that people who pretend to be patriots will hold that fucking rag. It's literally the flag of traitors. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so, like, and, and they're not even really dog whistling anymore. So, an important thing to know about, like, the, the Nazi charging, fascism. Charging the nation's capital with weapons is no whistle. No. No. And, and you're carrying a traitor's flag. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think. And you say my great, 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 great grandpappy was, was a hero. He was, he was a soldier that fought for America. No, he didn't fight for America. He fought well, against, against America. Against yeah. America. You and can I say he was a brave man or he was a good soldier. He could even say he was a good man. I don't know the guy personally. I mean, he's dead long ago. But he was fighting for traitors. He was a traitor. Right. You know, you can say he was a good soldier. You can say he was honorable. You can say he believed the cause. You can even say that he thought it was about states' rights or whatever the hell. You know, you could say whatever you think about him personally, but the fucking symbol he carried was a fucking symbol of traitors. Yeah. That's inarguable. You cannot argue that. You can argue, like, we have lots of evidence that it was about slavery. That that was the fucking thing. Everyone in charge of the fucking Confederacy openly said it was about slavery. You know, it wasn't oh, yeah. a states' rights thing. But you can argue that now because people can argue anything. You know, but you cannot argue this. You can't argue that they were not the traitors. They were against the president of their time. It wasn't two equal sides that were like, well, you know, we we want to rule the country this way. We want to rule the country that way. No, no, no. It was a faction that was apart from the ruling fucking class, you know, the president, yeah. that decided they want to overthrow the president. That is traitors. Yeah. That's, you want to call them rebels or freedom fighters or whatever the hell, that's a you know, political discussion for you to take. But you cannot say they weren't traitors. Even if they succeeded, they had still been traitors. Well, these, these assholes. Like, like, so going back to it, because the Civil War is a good, a good thread that it goes from its time to now. Um, when the Civil War ended, Lee was even saying, you know, we need to not glorify the South. Like that can't, you know, we shouldn't do that. I don't remember the exact quote, but he, he warned against trying to glamorize the Southern cause. And in the 1890s, there was a group formed called the United Daughters of the Confederacy. There were several groups, but this was the most important because they were the ones that really spearheaded all the successful uh you know so what they did was they went around their goal was to glorify the the cause of the civil war so they uh you know they 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 took the state's rights argument and applied that and then they're the ones that were really responsible with putting up a bunch of confederate monuments so right around 1900 in the year 1900 there were five or six monuments put up um, there was one in Virginia, one in Texas, one in Kentucky, one in uh, Georgia. Um, I think there are two, two in Virginia, actually. Um, so th- they started putting up like these giant like stone carvings and, and, and metal like bronze statues all over the place. And by 1910, they were doing dozens a year. 
1910, around there, there's this really sharp spike from 1900 to 1920. And in the middle, there's this massive, there's this massive peak. Um, and then it kind of goes away. And then during the, the, the 30s and then in the, the 60s, like around the civil rights movement, more Confederate, you know, things were, monuments were put up. So these, these when, weren't when, even. When it, was the war? The war ended in 1865. So it's like almost a hundred years later. So 30 years, so the, 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 the United Daughters of the Confederacy was founded about 25, 30 years after the war ends. And so, so by then, several I'm generations of math. <laughs> What's that? I'm not great at math. <laughs> oh, that's, well, no, because well, I was saying the 1960s. So that is, that is about 100 years after. Oh, thank God. <laughs> That was that was uh, the, the Civil Rights Act was passed in the in the sixties, and um, but what well, you know that just that there was a bunch of violence surrounding that and that wasn't easy. So the their goal to reframe it as states' rights. I mean textbooks textbooks in like Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, through the South for for decades decades upon decades i mean still today there's still centuries because there are still books today in the south that say a big the, the civil war started because of states rights and kids are being taught that today and that's dangerous to shit yeah. because there's still a major dissociation and there there are people that are trying to glamorize that so when these confederates are storming the building with their fucking flags they don't see themselves as traitors, they see themselves as heroes that have been oppressed and they're taking back what's theirs. And that's, that's an important thing to understand, I think, when, you know, I'm not saying that you should empathize or sympathize with them, but you do need to understand where the hell they're coming from because um, where they're going is fashion. Like, that's what they want. They want a, a single unity rule where only their yeah. voices matter. I think it's like... <sighs> I, 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 I'm not going to say that I know what they want. For all I know, I, I can't imagine that all of the people who even charge the fucking capital are at their core bad people. You know, they all have their own stories. They all have rough lives, I'm sure. And they all have like their, they, they, they definitely think they're the good guy. Like no one thinks they're the bad guy in their own story. That's Having true. said that, I still think they should be publicly executed. I don't know how I feel about that because I, I'm, generally against uh, the death penalty i am extremely against the death penalty i'm norwegian for fuck's sake but <laughs> i in the case of traitors when it comes to treason like not like just betraying your country but like overtly betraying your country like you clearly want to undermine your country you're doing something not just against your country's interests but you're trying to you're trying to end your country with whatever effort you're making right yeah. then i think the death penalty yeah that's that's on the table. Like it, it, for for context, uh, as as a people, we are very much against the death penalty. We have been against the death penalty for well over a hundred years in Norway. Yeah, there's only one instance where we have used it, and that was to execute a man named Vidkun Kvisling, who betrayed Norway and gave us to the Nazis. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I see. He he. Like you know how people call someone Judas as like a as like a treasonous slur. Yeah, Whistling is a Norwegian treasonous slur. It's 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 synonymous with traitor. Okay. 
we brought back the death penalty temporarily so we could publicly execute this man. <laughs> that's, that's pretty hardcore, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's in, in issues like this, because um, I feel differently about people on the ground versus the people who orchestrated this. Like, the, the, you know, when, when senators are, are trying to pass bills to overturn elections and senators are giving white power symbols to rioters and the president is fucking orchestrating and, and Fox News peddling their, their propaganda um, because their propaganda is, is becoming increasingly anti-American because they've been aligned with Trump. His whole presidency. And yeah, I mean that's that's the way people work, right? You execute leaders. You know, you, like when you're when you're dealing with people, the rewards and the punishments go to the motivators of groups. You know, yeah. There's a and reason why uh, at the end of a football match, uh, the guy who holds the trophy is the coach, because he's basically the most important part of the team. Right. You know, because he motivates them motivates he strategizes he whips them into shape he gets them to work as a team like he's he's doing it all yeah know? he's key you know there's a reason why they switch coaches all the time on teams but you know switching players that takes a little more right uh, uh but yeah like honestly put trump on a podium with a noose around his neck <laughs> and all those fucking monkeys that charge the capital uh maybe not execute them but maximum know. sentence they, they should spend 20 they years in jail yeah. yeah, don't, 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 no letting them go off scot free so that moron fucking lady dude in the Viking hat can go on like some kind of day team, day, daytime TV show for the fucking Fox News or something and talk about his experience. I really know what it's like to be Nancy Pelosi now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like cropping up Kyle Rittenhouse who murdered, who, who left his town, went to a different place with a gun he left his house with an assault rifle and and shot three people and then he walks out and the cops hand him a water bottle and then, then the right treats him like a hero and that's fucked up it's Wait, really what, fucked what, up. what i i am very stunned now water bottle what do you mean okay so do you do you remember kyle rittenhouse no okay a few months ago uh or whatever 10 years ago i, I don't know i have no concept of time in this presidency but uh, it was within the last six months uh, it was during the Black Lives Matter protests. This dude shows up. He's 17 years old. He leaves his home, drives a couple hundred miles to Portland or wherever. I don't remember where he went. I don't. The the actual place is not super relevant. He shows yeah, he, up. He drove somewhere with a gun. He drove somewhere with yeah with a gun with a gun that he wasn't even supposed to have. Um, he shows up. He wound up shooting three people and killing them. Um, they tried to say it was self-defense, but there's cameras of it. I mean, like it wasn't. So he, um, I think in one instance or something, there was like some behavior. I don't remember the details very well. I remember seeing the video and reading the details, but it gets washed away by so many other oh, details. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. This was the guy uh, who was uh, like he was defending a store or something. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even like his store. Um, I, he wasn't a part of any of this. It just he just said he was there to protect, you know, the, the yeah, South nation. I remember the first time I heard about it, it sounded reasonable, right? Because then it's like, okay, well, the guy's defending himself from a mob. It's like, yeah, you know, lethal force isn't good, but it's a mob. And then it was like, wait, why was he there? And that changes the whole fucking dynamic of that situation. 
Yeah, because these these he, idiots are larping. They're looking for trouble, and he found trouble, and then he killed some people. Right, and as he's leaving, the cops handed him a water bottle and let him out of the line. So, it it was one of those instances where you have someone committing blatant murder for really benign reasons, and the cops are apparently fine with it. They don't arrest him until much uh, later. Wait, wait, wait. The, what's what's this thing about the water bottle? Because it's like they were arresting him, right? No, they didn't arrest him. He walked, he shot the he shot him. Then he walks up to the line of cops that are there forming the line. The cops hand him a bottle of water and he leaves. They didn't arrest him until later. Okay, because I was about to say that, like, you know, you can't deny a guy water if he's in your custody. But Jesus Christ, that's he wasn't like... in custody. It was a dynamic of the whole fucking thing, doesn't it? It was a kind gesture. They were being nice to him after a dude that just mowed down three people. What the fuck? Yeah. So, the, but, but, I but would I, not be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I have to try and be charitable towards the cops here because I'm thinking like, I didn't know that this kid was like, I didn't know he was there seeking out like a fucking, you know, Call of Duty game uh, in real life. Yeah. And cops probably didn't know that either. They probably thought he was a legitimate guy who defended himself. I have to imagine that. Well, it, it, it's I don't, I don't I, try, but <laughs> yeah, I think like I, I, I would guess that whoever handed in the water bottle, like when they heard the whole story, they must have felt like a complete tool. Yeah, yeah, because I can't imagine that if they knew the whole story at and it's at the scene of the crime, we weren't there, right? Uh, so I, 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 I don't want to be too fast to condemn the cops there. Uh, I've stopped giving the cops it's a, any it's sort a of hindsight, it's a hindsight kind of thing, I think. I'm not sure I agree. I mean, I, I will say that I do not trust the cops. I uh, really think that they should have, like, they should have taken him in regardless and then figured out the whole story because that's kind of their job. So, uh, like, there's no hindsight. Like, I, I do condemn them for not taking him in. But I, I, I like, yeah, what I'm trying to say is, like, I, I, can't, I can't blame them for thinking he was a good guy at the time. Because I thought so too before I knew the story, right? Cops, um, cops in America. Let me tell you this. But their job is to take him in, right? Like he's, he's yeah, kidding. yeah. If you if you Whether shoot someone, mur- if someone murders someone right in front of you, you're supposed to arrest them, and then you figure out yeah. whether what the circumstances are later. You don't just let yeah, them walk you by. You can't know for sure what happened until you've had the the trial, right? I can't you know, imagine. You have to have the trial. For- Here's two reasons why I really don't want to give the cops the benefit of the doubt, and I refuse to. Two reasons. One, for the last 10 years, the FBI has been continually saying that it's a big problem that white supremacists and and neo-Nazis have been joining the police all over the country. They've been they've been in, intentionally becoming cops, going through the academy. You know, the the the, the requirements are so low you have to go through like a six-week academy or whatever and then you yeah. join it's, it's really easy so it's disturbing the fbi and the the southern the southern poverty law center have been tracking this and it the, the fbi has said it is a national security threat that there are so many like neo-nazis and white supremacists that have joined the cop ranks the second thing that, that should be pointed out is that since 2015 392 people have died from mass shootings. 
but the cops have killed 6,571 citizens. Americans, the cops have killed 6,571. That is 1,600% more than mass shooters. Okay, to be fair though, to be fair, mass shootings, they, they don't happen as often as like confrontations with the cops. You have 300 million people. It's true, but as has been evidenced over the like, course of this we, year. We gotta, go, we gotta go on like the percentage of likelihood too. We can't just go on pure numbers. Because that's not like, that's not fair. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how murdering like 1,200 American citizens per year should happen. And the fact that that de-escalation is not taught. So in Newark, the, the Newark city police were taught de-escalation techniques. And yeah. last year, not a single cop got injured and not a single round was fired by the cops for the first time in their department's like, you know, history. Cops didn't fire a single round last year and they managed to keep the yeah, that's the that's the way you gotta do it. That's the way it's supposed to be done. So I mean, okay, so maybe we've been doing de escalation stuff here for, for like, you know, years and years and years. Like So I'll I'll humor you and I'll take out the comparison. You have a murder by the police here uh, yes. this year. So I will humor you and I will take out the comparison between the, the, the police and the mass shooters. I'll take the mass shooters part out. They're still murdering 1,200 citizens a year. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Like, that, that alone, that statistic alone is, is, is shocking. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's absolutely straight up ridiculous. So I, I don't, I'm not going to give the, the the cops the benefit of the doubt in the, in the written house. Uh, but I like to give the benefit of the doubt until I know the whole story. Because I, I, <laughs> I'll let you do that. That's yeah, fine. The thing is like, <laughs> even though from what I know, I would be nervous as hell around an American police officer. Uh, you should be. <laughs> I, yeah, I would be very nervous around them. They don't seem like good people to me. Uh, I also know that... Uh, that is not a good way to live your life. Like I know there's a lot of people who are nervous around like black people, you know, you can't just assume they're all criminals either. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is, that is a, it is a false equivalency, but you know what I mean? Like just because uh, a group's got a, a group's got a bad rep uh, doesn't, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at it on an individual basis. So I can't, I can't condemn, I can't condemn a cop, uh, I can condemn the guy who with the water bottle for not doing his fucking job and taking that guy in. But it, on the, just the issue that he may have thought the guy was a good guy, uh, I, I can't condemn that because I thought so initially. You know, I don't want to be a hypocrite on that. Yeah. I but mean, it's all irrelevant because he should have taken him in for fuck's sake. <laughs> job. What he thought about the guy is completely irrelevant. So I, I don't even know why I'm hanging on to that issue. <laughs> I mean, we can move on. It's it's fine. I I just uh, yeah. Point, uh, point is is that is you you had made the comment about the Viking becoming uh, a hero on the right and doing talks on Fox News, and I could see it. That's how I got into the Rittenhouse yeah. tangent in the first place. Is I could yeah. totally see that happening because that's what they've been doing is they've been propping up these psychos. Yeah, I remember the whole Joe Arpaio thing, and that 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 made my stomach turn. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Well, this is Trump's list of pardons. Not all Joes are the same. This is the whole previous conversation was just me trying to say, don't go after individuals because of groups. Not all Joes are Arpaios. That's very important to me personally. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can see why you want to distance yourself there. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's not he's not doing us a favor. First. Oh man. Um, oh, how long have we been talking now? Uh, we are at seventy minutes in. Um, about or so. I, I accidentally started the timer a couple of minutes after we began, so I'm just estimating. But we're we're. Yeah. That's the route, right? right. Um, there, I think there'd be one more thing that would be good to discuss since we're on this topic. There's one thing that I would like to accomplish. Yeah, well, let's get through that then. I, okay. I don't want to make this one too long because this is quite a heavy topic. It is. It is a. It is a heavy topic. It's an important one though because it, it what happened important. was fucking abhorrent it, and it, needs addressed. It's. it's, it's it's unprecedented. It's rarer than pandemics. Yes. Yes. I, I still am struggling to wrap my head around the fact that it happened. It, it's very difficult. Yeah. Like when I saw that image, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Did this happen? What is right, this? Yeah. You, that's what you sent to me. You sent me a message like, is this real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this, re- I couldn't believe it was real. It sounded like fiction to me. <laughs> and, and, Meanwhile, I who had been I'd been glued to the news all day. I was like, like it it, it w- before I responded. I remember thinking, "Is this real? <laughs> is this, you know, because it's so insane." But it, I, you it, know, the flashbacks in uh, like, you know, if, for anyone who's seen A Handmaid's Tale, which is a fucking terrific, harrowing show, uh, it's like the flashbacks in season one. You know, when you go back to like how the country turned into. Uh, uh, what is it called? Not Glendale, something like that. Ga- Gilead, Gal- Galio. Gilead. 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 Yeah. yeah. Before the USA turned into Gilead, you know, it's like it's it's like those flashbacks. Yeah. You know, fucking loonies with guns attacking, you know, the fucking Senate House or whatever the building is called. Yeah. What's the difference between the Congress and the Senate? Uh, so, well, Congress is the Senate and the House of Representatives. It's it's both. It's the whole it's oh, okay. the whole legislative body. So, what's the difference between the representatives and the Senate? So, the Senate gives states equal representation. So, like every state gets two reps, no matter what. So, Oklahoma gets two reps. Ohio gets two. Oh reps. yeah, I know that. That's that's stupid. House of Reps splits it up by population. So one. So California gets the most reps and wyoming gets i think like three or something yeah. so it the house of reps is supposed to be based by how many people live there hmm. i want to apologize for saying that was stupid it's a stupid thing to judge other people's countries <laughs> well you can judge it i mean i, 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 can I judge feel free it. to judge you guys sometimes it's okay yeah but that's okay that's okay because you know it's like oh still mad about your supreme court decision from last week Ugh, yeah and we do stupid things too fucking oil thing whatever well so anyway let's finish let's wrap this up so the last thing i want to do and i think it would be helpful is to go through um there's a guy uh named um, umberto eco who wrote this essay in 1995 called your fascism and he outlined the 12 criteria for fascism and i think it's helpful to go through one by one and think about how Trump fits this mold, like the things that he's done that makes him a fascist because it is important to confront that directly, I think. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen Bill Maher's list, the dictator list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, you can, there's a lot of ways you can do it. 
you could compare uh, him directly to other dictators and show their behavior. The only thing Trump is missing on that dictator list now is basically he's not wearing a military costume. <laughs> right, with, with a thousand medals on it, you know. He's yeah, yeah. He's been calling for missile parades too, I remember. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's his, his Mexico Bowl Award, you know, just... Yeah, uh, Banana Republican. Yeah, so, all right, so we'll go, we'll go, th- I'm going to go through this because I think it'll be helpful. Um, number one, cult of tradition. Having, um, even if there are internal contradictions, so, you know, the, the internal contradictions of America are very simple. We, states' rights, we talked about it today. There, that's, that's one of the contradictions is that people are blatantly denying certain aspects of society and they get very upset so new york times of the 1619 project where they were saying we're going to talk about slavery more we're going to you know talk about like the black americans that have been living here for the last you know ever so people are very upset when you bring that up because it breaks their cult of tradition and trump has created tradition around himself um he is a figurehead and he is very very symbolic of what their tradition has now become and, and the Make America Great Again is the slogan that champions that tradition. Number two, the rejection of modernism. So this is tied to the belief that uh, modern values are bad. Like that the, the depravity and the, the reason the world is going to shit is because we're not sticking to the old ways. So, I mean, and you see it everywhere, like multi- multiculturalism and liberalism and women's rights and and black rights like those things are destroying america this is the reason why we don't have morals anymore because we're not like a god-fearing christian country that is a rejection of modernism saying we need to go back to being more fundamentalist and more christian because that is somehow more moral three the cult of action for action's sake this is an action that any action has value and you should take it, you should take it, for, especially from the leader, that if the leader does something, it really, really doesn't matter um, what they do, that they know what they're doing and it shouldn't be questioned no matter what. No intellectual reasoning or critical thinking goes into it. And, uh, okay, so it's like, just, 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 just follow your orders, son, that kind of thing. Right, and, and you know, Trump will say something and his supporters believe it no matter what. It doesn't matter if it contradicts something he said a week before. It doesn't matter if what he's saying is a blatant lie. They reject that truth because it doesn't matter. And, and when Trump is attacking science, his entire thing against coronavirus, the coronavirus, that is a rejection, that is an irrational rejection of science. And that's exactly what number three is, is, is highlighting. Four, any disagreement is treason. If you're, it's the us versus them. If you're not with us, you're against us and being against us is treason. So it's party above country. It's when Trump fires somebody that he's suddenly against them. And, and he, he accused, he's accused all sorts of people of doing treasonous things or being guilty of treason, reporters being guilty of treason, people that he's gotten rid of like Jeff Sessions. The, I don't know, I actually know if he accused him of treason, but he turned on him as soon as he left. And that behavior is, is all connected. Um, fear of a dis- difference, so exploiting fear in minorities in order to keep rule, so having people to blame for all of your problems, you know, uh, he started, the, his very first speech after coming down the fucking escalator was about Mexicans, you know, some are good people, he's calling them rapists, 
like that that fear in the other he started outside and then in, then he moved inside and now he blames like democrats and black people and and cities you know he, he blames that he tries to blame cities and he tries to dog whistle as much as he can but it all means the same thing it's the fear of the other you know are we are perfect they are not um number six appeal to a frustrated middle class fascism tends to grow when there's a giant wealth disparity because a lot of people are hurting there's the one thing that you that, that people need to recognize is that rural america is hurting they have been hit very very hard by uh economic policies that, that disenfranchise them they, they kicks kicks them they don't have you know factories are moving out of small towns um jobs don't pay what they used to people aren't able to retire like there's a lot of problems that rural America has and they don't know how to channel it. And so when a fascist stands up and says, all your problems are this minority class, exploiting that economic pressure and then putting the blame elsewhere, you know, anywhere but the corporations is, is, is number uh, uh, six. Yeah, it's like, it's easy to blame. Like if you're stupid, it's easy to blame the blacks and the gays, right? Yeah. Because all it's like uh, you can say, well, when I was uh, younger, we didn't have these economic issues. And also I didn't see so many brown faces and uh, pink tank tops. Right. <laughs> it's like now I'm struggling and they're everywhere. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, well, you have the Internet, too. Right. Well, an irrational person will look at that argument and say those two aren't related. But if- correlation versus causation, you know. Right. And if you look at this explanation of fascism it makes perfect sense like that that is the blueprint for fascism that's one of the ways that you get people thinking is it doesn't have to be rational it just has to explain your grievances it gives them it feels like they have a voice even though you know trump's tax plan didn't help them and every two years 2021 this year 2023 2025 people on making at the lower end of the economic scale, like under 75,000 or whatever, are actually be paying more taxes every two years. But I still know people, you know, he claimed that no plants were gonna leave Ohio and it didn't, didn't matter because they did, they cut jobs. He had money given to uh, a plant in Lordstown and they used that money to buy robots and they fired a bunch of workers with it. So like he was trying to inject money into this company but he had no strings attached. So they, they automated it and they fired a bunch of people. And then, you know, my point is, is that people, morons, still think that there's, that he's good for the economy, even though all he's done is hurt them. Yeah, um, I've heard that too. I've heard a lot of people go like, oh yeah, yeah, Trump is, at least Trump's been very good for the economy. It's like, no, people can't afford like a fucking $400 emergency expense anymore. Right. And they equate the Wall Street, they, they equate the stock market. Oh, the NASDAQ is up again. Who, who gives a shit? Do you have $200,000 in stocks? Because otherwise it doesn't matter to you. Stock market doesn't, doesn't explain the wealth of like two thirds to three quarters of America. So unless you're in that upper echelon, unless you're like have a corporate job and you've been investing since your 20s, the stock market doesn't mean jack shit to you. I, yeah. You shouldn't vote based on the stock market. But, you know, whatever. Um, Vote based on your own interests. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you have to know, and that's part of what fascism does. Everyone, every person, think they are. If every person just voted based on their own interests, you know, then the majority would, would be taken care of. And that's, that's what a democracy is supposed to do. Yeah. You're right. Right. And, and that's what it's supposed to do. And 
they think they're they're voting on their boat their own interests but that's what fascism does is it it divides and conquers it it muddles the argument and it makes it really simple so it's easy to understand but it, it, it totally sends it in the wrong direction it says no, no no hate those black people hate the minorities hate the jews hate whatever you know whatever your society Whatever the, wherever the dividing lines are in a society, fascism seeks to exploit those divisions and make them the, the, grow the chasm. So it's harder to bridge that gap. Um, <clears throat> and so anyway, going back to this, uh, seven, obsession with a, with a plot, hyping up an enemy threat. I mean, that's literally what Trump does every single day. Every time he goes to a rally, a rally he just talks about his grievances, talks about who the enemies are. You know, These Democrats want this, they hate you, all this stuff, xenophobia fear of disloyalty, all these things are, and, and fear of the deep state, the deep state is a big one about the obsession with the plot that the deep state, state is gonna unseat Trump, drain the swamp, that big rallying cry. Uh, you know, he, he didn't even care about draining the swamp. He was testing, he said that he was testing different uh, sound bites. You know, he's, a, he's an entertainer first. So he was testing different sound bites at his 2016, 2015 and 2016 rallies. And he said, oh, you know, when I said drain the swamp, everybody cheered. So I just kept saying it, you know, like, and that's, that's <laughs> how he thinks. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, I mean, this is a tired uh, comparison now, but this is kind of the same thing Hitler did. Because yeah. Hitler wasn't that, I mean, he didn't like Jews as far as I know, but he wasn't really against Jews or communists to begin with, like the early speeches. No, just, he hated communism. He did. Yeah, he did, he did. He fought against it. But the, the early speeches, he's just, he's just going on about all sorts of random different things and in the end based on the cheering at the events he started talking about the communist jews which i mean is a fucking like based on his fucking thing that's a pretty fierce like contradiction isn't it yeah the people who want no one to have the money also want to have all the money it's like what what are you meaning what are you talking about that's actually that actually ties into number eight because the, the, the 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 next the next point on this is that lopsided rhetoric where your enemies are both strong and weak at the same time, right? So these the people- always The Jews are always on the butt end of that one. Yes, you know? yes. They're always being described as weak or effeminate or anything like that, but they're also in charge of everything, controlling everything, killing people for fun. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, come on. You gotta, you gotta pick one. Right, yeah. You can't be both totally incompetent but also running the strings like some, you know, Machiavellian mastermind. Like yeah. that's just not how it works. You can't be both. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you know. it, everyone can be both is like, I guess, Mordor because it's a big threat, but they're each orc is physically pretty weak. Yeah. But I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the way they describe them as weak. I think they're describing them. Honestly, I don't know. I don't listen to that kind of rhetoric too much. From what I guess, it's not you, what they're doing. You probably are exposed to a lot less of it. I mean, your your politics sound a lot more mundane <laughs> in an episode we've already covered. I mean, yeah, it sounds are a little more boring. And you know, lately I've been kind of grateful for that. I would be. I love those issues. <laughs> I'd love to have those problems. <laughs> Toll booths. That's the big issue of the Toll day. Booths. Number number nine. Life is permanent warfare. So the idea that there always has to be an enemy to fight. So this is, this is a kind of more of a symptom, I would, I, I would say. It, it's something, it's a quirk that comes out because a fascist state is oppressive, but it's sort of like give up your freedoms for that safety. 
sort of deal where there always has to be someone responsible for those grievances because otherwise the supporters will turn to leadership and look and say, well, you're in charge. Why are we still miserable? But if isn't they- that, Isn't that the Benjamin Franklin quote? Maybe, it might be. Yeah, Benny F. Didn't he say like uh, any people like, uh, oh, I'm obviously paraphrasing brutally here, but you know, stay with me. English is my second language. Uh, <laughs> <so> he, <laughs> he basically said something along the lines of, uh, uh, yeah, a- any people willing to give up uh, some freedom for the sake of security will lose both and deserve neither. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that quote. I don't know if it was Ben Franklin, but I'm willing to believe you. Some, so, some founding father. Yeah. I mean, that was said at some point and has become a popular adage. So I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah. Um, popular elitism is number 10, contempt for the weak. So hating the poor. I mean, it's, it's you know, number one. Um, it, also the other, but the bigger part of this is it's less to do with poor though. It's, it's more helpful to think of it as like an external us versus them. So our society is better where other societies are inferior. So Trump's attacking China repeatedly is in Mexico and, 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 and all his scuffles against Justin, Justin Trudeau in Canada. Like those types of things where we're the better society, we're in the number one country. Everybody else should listen to us. You know, he's going to go to the UN and make demands and they have to because we're America. Like that type of, that's, that's number 10. Um, number 11, it's everybody is educated to become a hero, which is the idea, which, which leads to embracing the cult of death. So it's, it's this idea that um, the, the dividing lines should be violent, that everybody should be willing to die for their state. And this comes into the, the Trump supporters being willing to storm the Capitol climb through the window, break things, root, steal, make demands, sit in the speaker's chair, all that kind of stuff. That's all, that's, that's all tied into that everybody's a hero. You can be a hero too. You just have to be willing to care for the government enough, that this fascist, this fascist entity. Um, number 12 is machismo, the, the macho man. You know, the, the, the thing that we talked about with Trump being appealing to people as this figure like this this strong man and a lot of people voted because they think that he's like a strong powerful man which you know he's he's a coward he's a simpering coward (laughs) it's a pathetic drooling piece of shit but i mean just like fucking uh colbert pointed out you know he said i'll be working with you i'll be working in the line and then he was fucking nowhere to be seen right yeah, he said he was going to be uh, marching with them. You know, he acts like he's going to be carrying the battle standard, leading the troops, and and he just fucking didn't even go. So, yeah, this he's good at projecting himself as a macho man. Like he takes he takes photo ops where he's sitting in trucks and and like I don't know flexing or something. Like he he does that shit and it works somehow. He's a big orange pussy. Yeah. Um, the thirteenth, the thirteenth is uh, common will. Um, that it's 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 called selective populism. So that only certain people deserve to have a voice. The, this is the voice of the people, and they represent the heartland, like what is America, and that is our Midwest. 
So when people are saying, you know, this is classically American, what they mean are white affluent people or white people in general. Um, and, and so that has a tremendous hold because when you pointed out, when you look on the news and like, well, all these gay boys are running around in tank tops and they're the cause of all my problems. And when they're thinking that way, that, that, that goes back to the selective populism that they don't deserve to have the voice that I, I should be in charge. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is your syntax, your jargon, the, 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 the way propaganda greases the wheels. So all the buzzwords of the Trump administration make America great again, uh, which, which stands for very obviously going back to the time before blacks had rights and um, among other things, it means a whole bunch of stuff and, and people will point out all those meanings. But um, the reason that so many people point out its connection to disenfranchisement is because a big part of his base are racists, it, like, like white supremacists. And for those that are active white supremacists, they hear that bullhorn loud and clear even if to the more moderate Republican, it doesn't mean anything to them. And so that jargon, that 14th point, the news speak is how the propaganda channels ideas to the more violent base who is willing to get up to arms and defend the military, to, to defend the state with a military, which is you know why Hitler had his Hitler youth because he was trying to brainwash these people from a young age. But he had also had people that were very, pro-Germany. And even when the war ended, Germany struggled with, for a long time, all these people that remembered Germany being the best. And they still felt that way, even if society changed to the point where they weren't able to express it anymore. And I worry because our country's inability or unwillingness to take those really crazy ideo ideologies and say, no, that's not okay, like, like hiding it under freedom of speech. Why will you oppress me if I say black should be shot? You know, I'm allowed, it's freedom of speech, it's my country. Like that, you, there are certain types of talk that I think should be not allowed. Yeah, I mean, anything that incites to, uh, incites terrorism or violence is clearly shouldn't be allowed. Right. Clearly. Yeah. Like there, there, there is free speech is free speech, but there is, there is a, you're like you're not allowed to yell fire in a in a cinema for obvious reasons. Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a really good example. It's like it's, you cause panic and you cause people to get hurt when you do shit like that. Yeah. And yeah. So the thing is, I I, I understand the whole thing because there's a lot of like uh, like language control. I'm extremely against. I think that's a very dangerous route to take. When you try to police the language people use. Uh, I think that's a very, very dangerous thing to do. That's a that's a very nice way to end up with some high quality fascism. Uh, but yeah. I don't think preventing fucking uh, violent riots or flat out insurrections is uh, <laughs> is a bad thing. Well, that's, it, not, it, that's not really language control. That is just policing people. That point is a good one because even even Obama. As, as he made a speech recently where he, he kind of said, he, he didn't kind of, he blatantly said, you, you know, I'm going to paraphrase him because I don't remember the speech super well, uh, but he said that, you know, you got to be careful with how you talk about racism, how you talk about um, like, you know, social justice issues. Like if you're, if you're saying, you know, you can't blatantly call everybody a racist because they won't feel it and they'll stop listening to you. And yeah, I mean, you can't, can't can't be shooting on shooting your own team. 
you know? right you can't They're alienating people you you yeah right, exactly and that's the thing is that he said that in everybody's haste to do the right thing they've whipped up rhetoric that has shot themselves in the foot like defund the police there should have been a better way to phrase that so that way people would be on board Defund the police they meant you know let's get rid of the fucking battle tanks and get some social workers in order right right and that's the problem with letting twitter pick these rallying cries because you don't have you don't have a leadership saying well that doesn't make sense this is going to turn more people off than you want like You'll That's always just, have staunch opposition to your ideas, but you don't want to turn off everyone. And the, the minute you take things too far, you know, healing our country is going to be very challenging. And the only way to really do that is to I'm, find... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in Biden, honestly. Like, at first, Biden didn't impress me so much. But the more I've listened to that guy talk, he is he's eloquent. He's a sweetheart, most of all. Like, you can, you can, you can tell, like... You can tell that he genuinely cares when he talks. And I know that that's kind of like, a, oh, you know, you're just an emotional dummy listening to the guy who says the sweetest thing. No, it's not just the words. I mean, his words are, he's not great with words. That's, he's mumbling like a fumbling fool. Well, he had, but he had, a, he had a speech. The intent behind his words sound very <laughs> genuine. I don't see any lying in that man. Um, oh, well, he's nice. I don't want to get into that because that's a whole different topic. And hey, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend to be an expert on fucking your candidates. Like, all I'm saying is that I I believe in this guy, uh, but I also think he's got a hell of a job cut out for him with the fucking climate right there now. I have hope for him. I don't know that I believe in him, but I'll let him impress me i i have my reservations but i'll keep them to myself for now because he, he gives me he gives me the same vibes obama gave me and i love obama he doesn't I mean, give me the obama, same vibes obama, obama impresses me a hell of a lot more because obama is charming like oh my god he is i am so gay for obama you don't even understand <laughs> yes he is, he is, oh god that man that man there are, there are worse people to be gay for so yeah I mean, it's yeah yeah it's like uh, you, you go, you, if if you're gonna if you're gonna flip on your sexuality for for one person, uh, Obama is my pick. That guy is, that guy is smooth. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think Biden is a sweetheart, and I believe in him. I think Biden is who we have now, and he he's, he does have a hell of a job cut out in front of him, and I don't envy whatever. Because any any route he's going to take is going to get flack. Because the Democratic Party, even though you know, as I said that you know the Republicans are fractured, but the Democrats are more fractured. They're they're made up of much more heavily divided coalitions. Uh, it's, anyway. it's the whole circular firing squad. The Democrats. There's a reason why they have like they're the most popular policy wise in the entire country, and they're also somehow the least popular, just yeah. like by people's emotions. And I think it has to do with them thinking Twitter is real news. Well, that's that's a huge problem for everybody. That's social yeah. media in general really needs to be. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because social media is out the, of the bottom. Right wingers are better with words too. Ironically, I mean they 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 no, are. No, 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 they're better with messaging. They're not better yeah, with words. Yeah, yeah. When I say better with words, I do mean messaging. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their messaging. Oh, is definitely like, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust them to fucking read a book, let alone write one. But you know, the guy. You know, renaming uh, the estate tax to the death tax. You know, he that was clever. Whoever said, whoever came up with the name global warming was a fucking moron. That sounds pleasant. 
Yeah. Global it, warming sounds like, oh, yeah, I could use a little global warming right now. It's been a really cold winter. It also makes it sound like the only issue is that the planet will get warmer, not that weather patterns will change. That Yeah, you know, it's like, well, that's okay. I'll just buy more t-shirts. You know, yeah. that, no, 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 no. You know, it should be called like something like climactic instability or something maybe with fewer fucking syllables, but, you know, something a little more terrifying. Well, gl- gl- global warming also is it leads to people, you know, they'll they'll say, oh, it's snowing out, so global warming's fake. It's like, dang, all right. Yeah, yeah, you're no, right. No, no, never mind. I'm not going to. Snowball in Congress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And also, uh, it's, we're, you can make a snowball in the freezer. I don't I mean, You can make an ice ball. I don't know. Was it snowing outside the day he came in with that thing, or did he I bring it from home? Did he bring it in a cooler? That kind of matters. I don't know. Actually, sure. you know what? You know what? Fuck that. Fuck me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if he brought it from outside, it still doesn't fucking matter. Because that that's not the main issue with global warming. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say before we... Oh, no, no. I think, I think I've had enough. Uh, brutal politics for today sorry for rattling you up i mean today was heavy so thanks for i mean yeah. this is this is really fucked up we needed to talk about yeah we needed to talk about this this is this uh this this is a rough ride and it's uh yeah i know obviously nothing about it it uh it isn't my country and i'm not that much i don't really pay attention to politics that much anymore because i figure out there's there's i'm more well balanced as a person when i'm not <laughs> that's, that's uh, fair. probably mentally but it's still like this this is unprecedented this is like a, a whole fucking other thing well i have to thank you for suggesting this topic because i you, you're the one that gave me the idea yeah, yeah well i mean i needed I think, to I think you, you are updated on this kind of stuff um, also i think it's an, uh, important and interesting for people to listen to yeah yeah, yeah. it is not that I'm saying we are important or interesting, but the topic is. <laughs> <laughs> we, we may not do it justice, but people should be talking about it. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of morons out there, and uh, we are some of them. So, you know. We are definitely some of them. I, I mean, I, I don't want to call you a moron, but I Has the opportunity to listen to this kind of thing, too. Yeah. Okay, well, this has been Moot. Please follow us on Twitter at the Moot Podcast or visit us and visit us, we do both, at our Moot subreddit. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.